Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And as always, this is uh, hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. Uh, 800-922-6680. It doesn't spell anything, but, uh, you know, it's there for you. Of course, you ever notice that Rush Limbaugh had a phone number for uh, for 30 years, and it never spelled anything. It was 800-282-2882. It took me about 12 years to memorize that. <laughs> You'd be like, what was that number again? <laughs> what is that? You're there. Okay. So uh, there you go. So my number is 800-922-6680. If you would like to uh, call from uh, any of our, our glorious affiliate member stations around the country and growing, by the way, or if you're streaming us or whatever, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Just, uh, I mean, I'm not you're welcome for coming on. You are welcome to come on the show. Okay. I'm not asking you to thank me. You know, you get it. You get it. You get it. I thought this was pretty audacious yesterday. A Venezuelan flag planted on Texas, a Texas island by brazen migrants is taken down by the DPS Tactical Marine Unit as United Nations intervenes in the crisis with the program to pre-screen 40,000 asylum seekers in Mexico. Whatever. You know what I, uh, I think is that um, if you're so proud of your uh, freaking asshole country, uh, get your ass back there. Honestly, you, you come here because you're escaping the crap hole that is Venezuela, uh, that was uh, one of the richest countries in, in, uh, so, in South America. But unfortunately, you keep uh, putting communists in office and then they end up just stealing elections in perpetuity. And you, you have the audacity to come up and plant your stinking flag from your stinking asshole country on, on the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the, in the uh, history of mankind. You are a toenail clipping compared to the United States of America. Uh, take your, your flag and, uh, and take it back and make a tent out of it in Caracas. There you go. Honestly, wow, ridiculous. And then, and then Joe Biden is literally going to give uh, IDs to 500,000 Venezuelans coming across the border. They're emptying their prisons. And we're going we're gonna to see, this is going to get really big and really, really, really ugly for Americans. As people run out of the free hotel rooms and the free stuff and don't have any skills and don't speak the language and many of them are criminal and who's going to get victimized? You and me. It is uh, absolutely remarkable.
This is uh, Victor Davis Hanson. I played some Victor Davis Hanson a little while ago, and, and this is uh, some interesting thoughts with regard to uh, inflation, the middle class, and what's going on in the country. The hardest working, highest taxed Americans, the W-2 family in this country, are, are just getting gutted by this regime. Yeah, I mean, here in California, we've lost 600,000 people have left in the last uh, 18 months with more to come. I mean, we have the highest income tax at 13.3%. We had a $100 billion surplus, and now we're looking at a, perhaps a $40 billion deficit. So uh, I think the whole country is headed for a California rendezvous. And, in Cal and that means higher taxes, more regulation, and less services, uh, less infrastructure, more crime. It's the more money you give the government, it's not neutral. It gets worse. And that's a very strange disconnect, but it's true. It is true. That's what's happening to our country. That's what's happening to you and me. It's like the federal government doesn't give a damn. And it's because they don't. Now, I was thinking about this. Joe Biden suddenly goes to the union picket lines today. Now, Joe Biden's economy created the union picket lines today. His inflation, a minimum of 20% since he took office, is one half of the 40% raise that the UAW wants. So they're striking because of Bidenomics. And Joe Biden is going to that picket line. You know why? Because Donald Trump is going tomorrow. That's why. That's the only reason. He doesn't give a crap. What happened when East Palestine blew up? What happened? Joe Biden has not been. He sent Pete Buttigieg about four weeks later. Because he knew that the, the, the votes were gone in East Palestine. He didn't care, he care about those people because they're mostly Trump voters. He didn't give a damn about people in inner cities because they're reliantly Democrat voters. Do you understand? Well, you should. Because that's why he's there. It's not because he cares about the UAW. And his reception presumably is going to be a smattering of, of golf applause. And then Donald Trump's going to go there tomorrow, and people are going to go nuts because Donald Trump knows that EVs are a joke, as is Joe Biden's economy. So there you go. I think we should talk about New York, New York, and the migrant crisis. This is brand new from Jim Gossett on The Rob Carson Show. Start spreading the news. I just posted it. Start leaving today. Yeah, I don't think I want to live in New York City right now. Illegals don't have room for you uh. here in New York. Wait till you hear where they're sleeping now. No place for your shoes. 50% of New York hotels. Nowhere else left to stay. Are booked by illegals. To remain here spells doom for you. I mean New York. Oh, that Mayor Adams has had to eat a lot of crow. <laughs> yeah. The fact he welcomed you here wants no one to know. Yeah, they did. They're sanctimonious. These illegal blues means that you can't stay. Or you'll tear out the heart of it. Oh. New York, New York. The liberals lured you there to you. It wasn't fair, still you must leave. New 
the way, uh, Jim Gossett, who does the uh, song parodies on the show and is brilliant, um, our show that we're taking to Baltimore November the 16th is sold out. Uh, it, well, you know, it wasn't sold out. We, we gave away tickets. You had to register for them and then a little screening process. Well, I don't know what the hell was. Anyway, uh, it sold out. So as of right now, we, we don't know if we can accommodate more people, do another show. No, 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 no. We will see. It just uh, they went in uh, records. I mean, like a Taylor Swift concert. It was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I have a funny feeling her tickets would go a lot faster if they were free. So anyway, <clears throat> illegals are sleeping on the floor of the uh, the Roosevelt Hotel in uh, in New York City. I, I've actually been by there many times. They closed the restaurants in that hotel. It was a once proud hotel, and because of right to shelter, they uh, sold it out to one of these uh, NGOs and that's making a lot of money off of illegal immigration. Uh, and so that's what they're doing. So they're sleeping on the, uh, on the floors. Uh, and, and basically, according to the New York Post, the illegals have been sleeping on the floor at an old bar at the Roosevelt Hotel for days as the first wave of asylum seekers were being booted from city sites under its stay limit rule. All right. So under the current rules, illegals must reapply for another bed and must apply, uh, reapply again after 30 more days expire. So what happens to them then? What happens when their when their hotel rooms expire? Did you realize that fifty percent of the city's hotel rooms are now occupied by illegals? So much for uh, your tourism industry, New York. When I was there a year ago, I smelled weed everywhere. I saw the schizophrenic drug uh, addicts walking around the street. I saw a guy literally pull over to between two buildings and pee between them as the stream went down the sidewalk with children walking by. I wonder how good things are now. I saw uh, homeless people sleeping in ATM vestibules with Jill Goodacre. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's not good. It's, uh, it's really, 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 really bad. And then there's this, listen to this, Staten Island residents complaining to police and uh, elected officials that their streets are turning into a demolition derby as unlicensed drivers without insurance are driving unregistered vehicles and causing accidents near migrant shelters. I had a friend like 15 years ago in D.C. got uh, creamed, hit from behind by an illegal, totaled his car, injured him, illegal let off scot-free, no insurance, no driver's license. That was 15 years ago. I had a group of illegals break into my home and steal all my wife's jewelry and attempt to steal a big screen TV off a wall that fell on the guy's face and left his face and hand imprints. They found him later. They found him. They had, they had uh, bread bags, bread sacks of jewelry, and they confiscated the jewelry from them, and they released them, and they never heard from them again. So it's been, uh, been going on for a really long time. Residents near St. John Villa Academy in Aroca are fearful of driving in their own neighborhood as illegal border crossers have begun buying junk cars without license plates, using them for joyriding and transportation. This isn't, uh, this isn't chaos, is it? You know who's going to suffer? Well, you bet your butt it's going to be uh, New Yorkers, people who live on Staten Island and other places and other boroughs. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get injured. They're going to get uh, you know, into car accidents, and the other driver's just going to be able to get away scot-free because they're here illegally. It really is, uh, it is remarkable. It is remarkable and disgusting. The migrant surge uh, sparking a spending spree as Chicago and New York City dish out eye-watering contracts. Windy City Shelter nurse rakes in $20,000 in a week. This is just like uh, COVID. Chicago has paid $56 million to favorite health care staffing to care for more than 13,000 migrants who arrived this year. According to NBC5, they found that nurses were making $135 an hour or more. A manager was paid $14,000 for just one week of work, and a nurse earned an eye-watering $20,000 for a week in December. 
Both invoices included overtime. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? While you uh, struggle with being able to pay the mortgage or the rent or fill your car with gas. The city council is now uh, carrying out an audit to find out uh, how $432 million no-bid dollar uh, contract was handed to a medical firm, DocGo, which has been accused of mistreating migrants and having little experience in caring for asylum workers. It's a racket, guys. Brandon Johnson just signed a $29 million contract with a security form, uh, firm to build a migrant base camp. The problem is the tents ain't going to do so well in the wintertime. Here is uh, Sarah Carter last night. Uh, I believe she was on uh, Jesse Waters' show talking about uh, what happens when people from, you know, uh, south of the border find themselves living in a tent in Chicago in the winter. Right now with that 30 million that they're allocating towards the tents for the people as winter comes, that won't be enough. These are Arctic cold weather and what I've been hearing from officials here in the city of Chicago, those tents are only good to up to 40 degrees Uh above zero. So there's going to be a lot of people out in the streets. There's going to be a very dangerous situation. Women and children as well. And they're terrified that they may see people die because of this yeah it's unbelievable we are just beginning to see the uh, the seedlings of what is going to be a human catastrophe when cold weather hits the upper midwest i know because i'm from there this is uh, chicago alderman ramon lopez talking about illegals overrunning the city of chicago what we see here is the fact that chicago can't sustain this Chicago can't answer this crisis because this is the federal government's failure at the border brought to our backyard, literally here in the middle of the city of Chicago, in front of a police district, as a scene that's been repeated. By the way, a caller just said that they're not migrants, they are illegal aliens. I agree. So no more migrants. 22 times over, where we have nearly 1,600 people living in police districts, in the lobbies, in tents, in the parkways. You know, you can't keep asking cities like Chicago, whether they are a sanctuary or not, to come up with the solution for the federal government's failure. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, all of Congress need to get their heads out of their rear ends and start Mm -hmm. focusing what's what's important Mm -hmm. and addressing this issue head on and not hoping that it magically disappears or that you could ignore it or wish it away because that's not working. Yeah, Kathy Hochul has deployed 150 National Guardsmen as the migrant crisis turns lawless. For instance, Sunday, a drunk Milton Vargas Torampanta was arrested assaulting his wife in front of their 11-year-old daughter at a a hotel-turned-shelter. What else? Sunday, Jefferson Riviera, 23, arrested charged with assault after he allegedly punched his girlfriend with a closed fist and tried to strangle her in front of the couple's child at the Roosevelt. I don't think they're going to get good good Google reviews now. And then, of course, another uh, Roosevelt attack, a 23-year-old Franklin Mendoza charged with harassment, aggravated harassment, and three counts of assault. Thank you, Democrats. Thank you, Joe Biden. Let's take a break and come back. The number is 800-922-6680. And this is The Rob Carson Show. So, uh, looks like David Weiss is going to appear before Congress in October, the month of my birth. Thank you very much. Uh, Special counsel investigating Hunter Biden is going to appear before a congressional committee, according to Jim Jordan. He's going to be uh, appearing there. David Weiss 
will be, uh, you know, asked about things like, why did you try to get Hunter off with a plea deal that you tried to hide from the judge? And why are you back in charge of his, uh, you know, his uh, uh, indictments again? That's those sort of things. It should be kind of interesting. But uh, am, I, am I thinking that some major things are going to be answered? Uh, I doubt it, very seriously. Uh, do I think there's going to be a whole lot of obfuscation and distraction? Oh, hell yeah, because that's the way things are right now. When you appear before Congress as a Democrat, you never really answer questions. You just kind of sit there and you hem and you haw and you distract. And you, you say you'll get that information or you don't have it in front of you. That's generally what happens. We'll see. Bob Menendez uh, appears to be under, uh, well, he, he's in a heap of trouble. Uh, obviously, everybody is uh, innocent until proven guilty, unless your last name is Trump or anyone associated with Trump. Just realize that. That's the, the media and the DOJ. That's their rule that you are innocent and, until proven guilty unless you are affiliated or are Donald Trump. So uh, Bob Menendez and his wife uh, violated corruption and bribery, bribery laws, bribery, bribery laws. God, learn how to talk, Carson. Uh, some of the things they did, they breached official duty and what uh, benefited the government of Egypt, apparently with uh, importation of halal foods and uh, some arms sales. Yeah. Uh, they found cash stuffed in envelopes in Menendez's jackets. Some of the envelopes contained cash, which also had the DNA belonging to one of uh, the people who gave him the money. So there's that. Oddly enough, the FBI could not find the DNA or the fingerprints on the bag of cocaine they found in the White House. It's weird how that happens. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, he uh, Google searched for the price of a kilo of gold because, you know, he keeps the money to save it. And he, he, uh, and he wanted to know how much it's worth, even though presumably he bought it. <laughs> you know, there, there's that. Uh, this is Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax talking about the previous indictment of uh, Bob Menendez and now. Was acquitted in 2015, even though his actions were very obvious when you read the case. Paid off by that Florida doctor, Menendez pressured the Obama White House to change Medicare reimbursement so that specific doctor would make millions of more dollars a year. Why else would he have done that? Oh, I think a lot of this is happening in D.C. by a lot of people. That is among other very obvious examples of what happened in that case. But the senator got away with it, and the senator was emboldened after that. Menendez didn't learn his lesson and walked the straight and narrow like most of us would if you'd come that close to going. Now, there's some similarities between Hunter Biden and Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez got gold bars. Hunter Biden got diamonds. Hunter Biden got a car. Bob Menendez's wife got a, a car. Menendez to, uh, sought to disrupt a federal criminal prosecution, attempted to influence a, a pending federal prosecution of one of his uh, cohorts, Davies, his last person, who is a New Jersey developer and former bank chair. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, Shades of Barisma, right? And then, of course, uh, like I said, got the, uh, the luxury cars. Really, it's kind of like they're almost, he was a student of, uh, of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, isn't it? But uh, Bob Menendez says the reason he had all the money in the gold bars was because Cuba. Third, for 30 years, yes. I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash yeah. from my personal savings account. Why do you need to do that? Which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Oh, it's Cuba. Now, this may seem old-fashioned. Okay. But these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that I have lawfully derived uh -huh. over those 30 years. Okay, well, we'll see. And uh, he also brought his mother into that, I guess. You know, got to bring Mama in there. My advocacy has always been grounded 
in what I learned from growing up as a son of Cuban refugees, Cuban. especially my mom, my Cuban. hero, yes. Evangelina Menendez. Evangelina. For 30 years, yes. I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings. Yeah, we already heard that. We already heard that. So he got, he whipped it all out yesterday. <laughs> he whipped out his mom. He whipped out, you know, we never really grew up in Cuba, but my parents did. So, you know, it'd be kind of like, uh, I don't know, me saying, well, you know, my grandparents survived the Great Depression. That's why I bury my money in cans in the backyard and stuff it into mattresses. Sure. Okay. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. It is the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. I want to share something with you in a moment here. It was a uh, uh, commentary from Joe Rogan. Um, And and I I want you to, and the reason why I play it is, uh, I guess, kind of a non sequitur when you consider the the news of the day, uh, events of the day that I cover. But I I want you to hear it because uh, it is a... It is a statement on uh, using your current situation to get where you want to be in your life or continuing to live a, a life of quiet desperation. And I think it's, uh, there's a lot of things um, that he says in this that are uh, compelling and motivational. And I know that many people, uh, you, you get to a point in your life where you uh, feel like you're, you're treading water. Uh, you know, you know, maybe you're not you're doing your passion at work, and many times, you know, listen, you can have a job, and and live your passion after your job, or or you can if you're if you're blessed enough to make your work your passion, like me, I'm really really blessed. I thank God every day that I'm allowed to do this. I had to sell cars for three years. Generally, when you're in broadcasting in your early fifties as a man, uh, and you're having to sell cars to make a living. You're going to end up selling cars the rest of your life. But I never gave up. I never gave up. Every day after a 12-hour day, I'd come home and I'd put together a video podcast. I learned how to broadcast using a desktop with a green screen, video clips, before Facebook allowed it. I figured it out. I figured it out three months before you could actually broadcast from your laptop instead of your phone. 
that has ushered in you know all sorts of technology right now i'm sitting in front of a webcam with a another computer i use as a teleprompter with another giant screen over here a big computer a soundboard that i engineered myself tv lights from the ceiling a 75 inch big screen television behind me featuring graphics that i farmed out and had created i did that myself because I didn't want to spend my rest of my life selling cars. But you can maybe maybe selling cars is your passion. And if it is, God bless you, you can make a ton of money. <laughs> you can make a ton of money doing it. But so many people, you know, again, uh, you know, when you get up there past 30 whatever, 40 whatever, and you find yourself in a position where, you know, you don't, you don't, it's not working for you. And I don't want, I'll just play it right now. This is Joe Rogan, and I, and I save this. And again, it's, it's a non sequitur. I'm just saying for those of you who are struggling, those of you who don't know where you want to be, one of the things that I discovered while I was selling cars, which is something I hated, was <clears throat> I discovered that the only one way you're going to be able to make a living at your passion is to find that gig while you're doing something else. It's nothing against your employer now. But your employer, you know, not every employer can expect you to be that person for the rest of your life. Not everybody selling cars would have expected me to retire as a car salesman 20 years from now. But I did what I had to do to get to my passion. And I was blessed because I was discovered by a man named Chris Ruddy of Newsmax. And he said, where have you been? And I said, well, I've been in an abusive relationship with radio for 20 years. And I've been lied to by everybody in the business. Told I was going to get this and I was going to get that. Never had it followed through. And finally, I had to step away. Now I got fired <laughs> because I made too much money, supposedly. But anyway, here's, uh, here's Joe Rogan. I want you to listen to this and think that if you aren't where you are now, think about where you want to be and find it while you have something else. It's really important. Here's Joe. That most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. And I've been that guy. You just, you're just in. Uh, by the way, let's include women on this too. Because women sacrifice a lot. It's all about the kids. It's all about the house. It's all about this. It's all about that. So let's not just make this about men. But obviously Joe, uh, Joe Rogan is, uh, is gearing it toward men. Let's go ahead. I'm going to start it again and I'll just shut up. So here is, uh, here is Joe Rogan. Listen to this. It's pretty cool. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. And I've been that guy. You just, you're just in this world where you just can't wait to just run away. And how do people get stuck there? Bills. Bills? Like financial yeah. bills? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. 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 Bills and commitment. You, you have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a car you leased. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have to... You have your mortgage, you have your this, you have your mm -hmm. that, and that's where it all comes from. The way you can change is you have to put aside enough money to give yourself a window. Uh -huh. And then you have to have a plan. And you have to yes. spend all your waking hours outside of whatever job you do yes. planning your escape. Boom. And you have to come to the realization very clearly that you f***ed up and you got yourself stuck. So whatever you're doing, you have to do it like your life depends yes. on it. Did you hear that? Every day that I do this, every night that I sit in this studio after making dinner for my family, hanging out with the family for a little and sitting in here until midnight and getting up the next day before everybody else and sitting in here five hours before my show is because I'm doing this like my life depended on it. Because I realize it's a, an incredible 
opportunity. And finally, after years of walking in the wilderness of broadcasting, this was given to me. And so that's why I devote my heart and my soul and everything I can to this and to you guys. I will never take for granted this. Dear God in heaven, I have seen the ends of the earth. I have seen the ends of the earth. I've seen the end of my life. And they always talk about when you hit rock bottom, right? When you hit rock bottom. And uh, rock bottom generally, say for instance, you're an alcoholic or you're a drug addict. Rock bottom isn't going to be your family leaving you. Rock bottom isn't going to be your wife leaving you or your husband leaving you. It's not. Rock bottom is going to be when you are faced with continuing down this path and dying or saving yourself. That's what it's going to come down to. That's going to be your rock bottom. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you that. Because so many people will forsake everything. Gambling addicts to forsake everything. But there will be a point where you have a choice between living and dying. Get busy living or get busy dying. As Morgan Freeman would say in Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. I was thinking about getting that as tattoos on my forearms. Get busy living or get busy dying. Uh, I go to Planet Fitness. I'm one of the few people there without a tattoo. And so I literally charge admission so the Gen Zers can come over and see what a human body looks like without a tattoo on it or a gauging of an ear or a piercing other than your ears. They stand in line for it. It's crazy. (laughs) Find what you desire while you have something else. My wife, uh, and I don't want to belabor this, I'm just saying that if you want to survive and you want to live and you want to live life and you want to take whatever time you have on this planet and make something out of it, please listen to this. My wife, every night for seven years, she'd come home. I'd tell her, I'd ask her, I'd say, how was work today? Eh. How was your day today? Eh. That was it. That was it. Finally, uh, a couple months ago, I said, you know, find something else. Do something else. I've got a job. You've got a job. We're finally able to pay our bills. All of this stuff. No, uh, no food stamps necessary. It did happen a while back, not too long ago. Find something you want. And you know what? She did, and she did it with confidence. And she got an interview with the Kansas City Chiefs, and she got an interview with uh, this Australian wine company, and uh, she got an, with another company. And she, she was able to choose. I said, you know what? They, they offered her a salary and all this. And I said, you know what? Don't be afraid. Go tell one of the other people. Say, listen, I got a better offer over here. And they're either going to tell you to go to hell or they're going to counter the offer. Because they're going to want you enough or they're not going to want you. And that'll be the deciding factor. You know what she did? She said, hey, I'm looking at a number of jobs. These guys are over here are paying. Uh, I'd really like to work for you. Do you suppose you could counter that? Kaboom! She got it. She got it. There you go. Find your passion while you're doing something else. And never let your candle be extinguished. Every day. And there was a point towards the end when I was selling cars that I was I was at my end. I was at my absolute end. And uh, Chris Ruddy calls me at the car dealership. He says, man, you're really funny. I want to give you a TV show. And he says, you do a show called What in the World is Going On with Rob Carson. I said, yeah. He goes, we're going to make it Rob Carson's What in the World. You know why? Because it's your show and I want you to be headline. I want you to be out in front of it. Here's this obese guy who, who was, uh, he nearly drank himself to death and was in the process of rebuilding. Told me, this guy, told the, me, the drunk fat dude, I think there's something in there. And a year and a half later, I had dinner with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Don't let the world extinguish your 
desire. Never give up. Ever. Never. Do not go quietly into that good night, in other words. Speaking of going quietly into the night, NASA's uh, asteroid samples have returned. Listen to this. Think about where you live, what you, what you experience right now. Think about the glory of the fact that you were born at this time, despite all the struggles and whatnot. You could have been born during the Civil War as a 16-year-old who had to volunteer for the Union Army and got uh, killed. You could have been a, a doughboy in the trenches in World War II and gotten murdered at, nine, at 17 or lost limbs. You, know, you could have lived in a time where there was no indoor plumbing and the bubonic plague was happening. But you live now where a spacecraft from NASA landed on an asteroid known as Bennu, collected a sample of its surface, and did a round trip of 3.86 billion miles, and then landed on the Earth on Sunday. Can you believe this? Can you believe you live to see this? This is amazing. What they're going to do is they're going to they're going to look at the rock and they're going to you know figure out what it's all about. Maybe if there's a possibility of uh, life, they ain't going to find any life on it. But you know, elements, uh, trace elements, and whatnot. Possibly even the you know where, where the universe, where we all came from. And wouldn't you like to know that? Wouldn't you like to know that? I would like to know that. I really, really would. Oh, oh, this is uh, this is pretty interesting. I, I'm just going to do it. I, I want to get to uh, Joe Biden um, and uh, ordering Chinese takeout, which uh, you, I'll explain very shortly. It involves the FBI and Patrick Ho. Okay, so <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty big. It, it's pretty, it's pretty good. So, and then in in uh, in Cleveland, children are disappearing. Children are disappearing in Cleveland. Fifty in September alone. We'll get into that very shortly. Uh, terrifying moment. Firefighters rescue a claustrophobic man after he got trapped inside his uh, electric Corvette. Yeah, I know. He was stupid enough to buy an electric Corvette. Yeah, he got stuck in his electric Corvette. Like, dear God in heaven, you could have an eight-cylinder, 800-horsepower uh, Corvette, but you choose to get the, the electric Corvette. Well, apparently, the 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 car just stopped working altogether. You know, it'd be kind of like what happened if uh, if uh, China exploded a nuke in our atmosphere. Your uh, your electric vehicle would be shot. A good share of your uh, gas vehicles would as well, by the way. So anyway, this guy, is uh, he's in a, uh, uh, a gas station in Texas, and his electric Corvette suddenly stops working. He gets trapped inside. Now, think about a Corvette. It's tiny. The cockpit is tiny. And if you're a big man like this guy, he's a big guy. I'm 6'1", 245. Me in a Corvette, I'm going to be in the seat. Me getting into the other seat is going to be impossible. Me kicking out a window if the doors are locked, even more impossible. So listen to this big guy stuck in his electric Corvette. The fire department had to come. He's sweating. It's 100 degrees outside. And by the way, in 2015, a man also got stuck in his electric Corvette with his dog. And they died. Listen to this. What's going on in my car? The whole thing went dead. I got the fire department out here right now. <laughs> they sitting here trying to nice jump it. It's not working. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. Oh, my God. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Well, I'm sweating. sweating. It's hot. It's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah, it's hot bro. in there. I can't get out, bro, and I'm claustrophobic. I yeah. thought I'm about to die. I said, bro, listen, break the window. Yeah. Break it. Break it. Break it! <laughs> wow! There you go. That's what he had to do to get out of the car, because the uh, the EV froze completely. This is uh, this is Pete Buttigieg uh, talking in front of Congress. Doug LaMalfa was questioning about EVs. I want you to listen to this elitist. 
And uh, and how uh, I'm just going to tell you, the EVs are worthless unless you know go karts, golf carts, and uh, and going through uh, Whole Foods to get your tabule and your field greens. Who wants those? Nobody wants these electric vehicles unless you're an elite that can afford them. People in my district sure as hell don't want them. So keep going. Why are we doing this? Is it over CO2? Yeah, we're doing it for three reasons. Why is that? Even though the EV revolution is going to happen anyway. Oh, I think it's, that's a rev- it's not a revolution because nobody wants them. Revolution I would love to be able to answer your question, Kyle. No, yeah. he's being a snarky there. Even yeah. though we think that transition is happening in the automotive yes, sector no matter what. There are three things that we think are not guaranteed. What is that? Will it happen quickly enough to materially help with climate change? Yeah, will it happen matter. on equitable terms that are available to people who aren't wealthy? And okay, might I'm not be able short on time. So if I could just please finish my answer. Let's drill on the climate change. Just finish change. the third. Uh, Will it be made on, on American soil? It's about CO2, not? isn't it? How's what that? Percent, what percent of the atmosphere is CO2 that we're chasing here? I'm sorry? What percent of the atmosphere is CO2? Yeah, and by the way, uh, working people will never want EVs either because they're worthless. And the EV revolution isn't a revolution at all, it is a state sponsored promotional campaign for cars that people don't want. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. You, you have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a car you leased. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have to. Uh, you have your mortgage. You have your this. You have your that. And that's where it all comes from. The way you can change is you have to put aside enough money to give yourself a window. And then you have to have a plan. And you have to spend all your waking hours outside of whatever job you do planning your escape. And you have to come to the realization very clearly that you f***ed up and you got yourself stuck. So whatever you're doing, you have to do it like your life depends on it. There you go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to go. The opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yo! Eminem. Let's go to Gary in Kingsville. Hello, Gary. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Yes. So I'm I'm thinking about all these stories you're talking about, about how the government is kind of forcing us to go with electric vehicles. Yes. And it got me to, th- it got me to thinking about Henry Ford. Now, when Henry Ford invented the combustion engine automobile, he spent a lot of time trying to convince people of the benefits of that kind of transportation, as opposed to continuing to rely on horses. Mm-hmm. Now, if, got, if, if, if the government that we have today was, was in existence back then, their approach would have simply been to go around and shoot all the horses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is exactly true. Uh, an addendum to that, though, Gary, uh, the electric car was around before the gas car. Did you know that? The first cars were electric. The first cars were electric. They were. And, and, and the thing is, they were proven to be completely ineffective and worthless. And that's why it wasn't big oil. It wasn't big fossil fuel. It was people going, oh, hey, this would be a lot easier over here. And uh, fossil fuel will perform in cold weather. Did you know that, Gary? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, there you go. I can't for the, I can't for the life of me figure out how this whole thing has existed and has, how it has been promoted. I, I understand government doesn't have a brain in its collective mind, but why so many enterprises, commercial enterprises, have gone along with this foolishness. 
I, of course they're getting paid. Gary, of course they're getting paid. Dear God in heaven. You know, they're, they're paying people to bring people across the border and put them up. They've made it into an enterprise to tamp down any, uh, any uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, protests against that to some degree. Uh, the, the government creates these industries. Uh, as far as EVs are concerned, I mean, the governments have done this before. Do you remember the Volkswagen, the people's car? I mean, come on, you know? Do you remember the car they tried to make in the, in the former Soviet Union, the piece of crap that nobody wants? It was worse than a Yugo? Governments have tried this before, all right? But, you know, what's going to happen is the free market is going to speak, and nobody wants crappy EVs. The problem is, uh, you know, we may end up looking like Cuba with people driving their, uh, you know, 1998 Ford F-150s until the wheels come off, which they are doing because they can't afford EVs. But, yeah, they're, they're trying to push this on us, Gary, and it's it's not going to work. Uh, thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. I've been by Ford dealerships. They can't get rid of the F-150 Lightning. The F-150 Lightning is the new, uh, is the pickup, and nobody wants it. You know why? Because anybody who is not a poser, anybody who actually buys a pickup because they do something with it, like haul stuff, realizes that electric pickups are a joke. That's it. No amount of government pressure and subsidies are going to make a difference. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. And the number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. If you want to hear the podcast of the show, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, if you are uh, in need of a motivation in your life, uh, last hour was pretty good. The, uh, the uh, talk about Joe uh, Rogan. And uh, finding your passion and then, uh, and then living it like your life depended on it is really, I think, pretty good. And so uh, if you want to download the, uh, the podcast and share it with others, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. It should be up later. Tomorrow I should have more on this. Uh, Matt Taibbi on Substack has written a new uh, column. It's, uh, I just printed it off. It's about 10 pages. Forget collusion. Was interference also fake news? So uh, uh, the same Clinton campaign connected researchers who helped generate an infamous fake story were likely the U.S. government's source for the initial announcement that Russians hacked the Democrat National Committee, according to documents produced after years across years of open records requests. So uh, I'm going to dip into this a little bit, dip my toes into this, because um, what's happening journalistically in America is pretty remarkable. Uh, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger were invited by Elon Musk to uh, delve into the records of Twitter 
and they were called the Twitter files. And what they discovered was the U.S. government was deeply invested in Twitter and social media and was uh, censoring Americans. All of the thoughts that were called, all of the things that you said on social media that were leaning conservative, whether you doubted the effectiveness of the vaccine or you questioned election results or you said that Russia collusion was, uh, was a hoax, all of those things were called misinformation and disinformation. They were. And you were either shadow banned or you were taken down altogether. I know this because my Facebook, my Twitter, all of them were taken down or blocked. And my YouTube page was demonetized. They've never been able to make a dime off of Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube because I was never, I was demonetized for my political beliefs. So uh, now Taibbi and other journalists are realizing that if we don't stand up for journalism now, it's over and we're just going to be doing rip and read for the state. So I think it's fascinating. I think it's really fascinating. And I, I've called uh, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger the, the uh, Woodward and Bernstein of, uh, of Generation X. But they're better than that because uh, Woodward and Bernstein uh, were political shills and hacks and they still are. So uh, anyway, uh, I'll, uh, I'll share uh, all of that um, later on the uh, tomorrow on the show. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be off uh, uh, Thursday through Tuesday. And this is my first vacation of the year. Um, I'm taking a road trip across South Dakota. And I know that sounds very exciting and sexy. But I, I just want to be, uh, I'm going to be going with my sister. And I haven't done anything with my sister since high school or junior high and uh, now mom has passed and you know my big brother's passed uh i want to reconnect with her and we're gonna we're gonna see some natural beauty we're gonna see Matt, uh, mount rushmore we're gonna see uh, crazy horse we're gonna see wall drug i'm gonna go to wall drug for the first time gonna go to the black hills gonna go to the badlands think we might try to maybe knock over a small savings and loan and then escape into the badlands and uh until a posse comes to try and find us yeah i think we'll try and do something like that because, you know, it's South Dakota. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I really can. I'll, I'll be posting on social media. But not very much. Because, honestly, I just need a break. I just need a break. So the uh, Biden's ordered Chinese takeout. A uh, missing witness in the Biden corruption probe is offering dirt on Hunter Biden's mole who tipped him off. Morley, morley, morley. Mole, mole. Gal Luft. The fugitive missing witness of the uh, Biden corruption investigation has offered new evidence to the House impeachment inquiry about the FBI, an FBI mole who tipped it off. Hunter Biden, uh, that is uh, Chinese business partners, had been named in Ford sealed indictments in 2017 by Manhattan federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York. So Hunter Biden was tipped off about uh, the uh, Chinese business partners had been named in these indictments. Gal Luft, uh, a uh, Israeli professor, former Israel Defense Forces officer, has been on the run for six months after skipping bail in Cyprus. Luft claims that the tip-off to Chinese executives of uh, CEFC, which is the ener- energy company that Joe and Hunter got $10 million from, came on the same day that the First Son wrote a WhatsApp message shaking down another CEFC employee for millions over a highly confidential and time-sensitive matter while claiming his father was in the room with them. Remember this? He said, I'm sitting here with my father. We'd like, uh, we would like uh, you to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, my dad, the president, or vice president, and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for your, for your call with my father. 
Later that night, CEFC executive Patrick Ho, who was staying in a hotel in Manhattan, received an urgent call from CEFC president Chan Chateau in Shanghai, who told him to leave the country immediately, effectively ordering out Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. So he left immediately. Uh, And then, um, apparently... Uh, within nine days of the What's Up shakedown, CEFC wired $5.1 million to entities in the U.S. to transfer to Hunter. Left who had been uh, earning money through a partnership with CEFC, flew to Hong Kong to see Ho on August 14, 2017, two weeks after he was ordered out. Yeah, ordering out Chinese. Yeah, I got to say that again because that's my punchline. It's mine. I own that. He told him about the uh, indictments and that Hunter had a mole inside the FBI who had tipped him off. The Chinese uh, nickname for the mole was One Eye. Sure it is. I'm sure Hunter also used the expression One Eye uh, periodically. It was a peekaboo game he used to play with the prostitutes. Anyway, the existence of a potential mole within the FBI and or Justice Department who had conveyed to Chinese individuals information about sealed indictments apparently has apparently to this day never been solved. Luft wrote in his letter to Jim Comer, perhaps Congress should investigate the issue as part of the impeachment inquiry. Now, by the way, in September, Hunter signed an attorney engagement letter to represent CEFC's Ho for a $1 million retainer. So Hunter hired a Ho. It was, a, I mean, it's not the first time, but he actually, uh, or actually, no, the, 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 the Ho hired Hunter. It was a completely different. So Hunter signed an attorney engagement letter to represent Ho for a million dollars. So the Ho hired Hunter. It was completely different than the entire modus operandi of uh, <laughs> of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Patrick Ho is a former Hong Kong Home Secretary and Deputy Chairman of non-governmental organization funded by CEFC China. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of in a nutshell uh, one of the things that happened with the Hunter and Joe Biden indictment uh, that uh, they have a mole inside the FBI. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a president. Isn't that nice? Who's bankrupting our nation with the trillions that he spent. Mm-hmm. His son is a crooked businessman. His crimes, you know them well. His dad has put this nation through three years of hell. Three years of hell. Thunder. Joe's whole numbers are getting rough. His ship is sinking fast. If we had fair elections, Joe would come in last. You think? Joe would come in last. <laughs> the SS Biden is a wreck. It's been one for a while. Titanic. With Kamala and KJV. Janet Yellen's a mess. Mayorka sucks. The economy, how it's taped. All of Joe Biden's watch. There you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. (laughs) The FBI agent says uh, prosecutors thwarted Hunter Biden charges corroborating IRS whistleblowers. So an FBI supervisor has corroborated key aspects of the two IRS whistleblowers' testimony alleging the federal prosecutors slow-walked Hunter Biden's criminal probe and declined last year to bring charges in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., According to an interview transcript reviewed by Just the News, that's awesome, by the way. John Solomon's website's amazing. 
The female FBI supervisor, whose name uh, the Justice Department asked to keep private in the transcript, was interviewed recently by the House Judiciary. And she chronicled her interactions with IRS agents Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, who testified in front of Congress. The Sunday before the Wednesday they testified, Donald Trump was indicted. I think that was the second one. (laughs) Specifically, she confirmed agents were concerned that the DOJ tried to use the 2022 midterm elections to delay action in the Hunter Biden case, even though his father was not up for election uh, the last year. So uh, they're thick as thieves, aren't they? They are just as thick as thieves. Oh, did I mention that the impeachment inquiry begins on Thursday? Thank you know that. And then finally, I want to mention this, uh, an interesting headline. This is um, from uh, Steve Denon and Kerry Pickett of the Washington Times. Uh, the Justice Department pushed for an aggressive approach to search for classified documents at Donald Trump's home. After overruling agents who just said, yeah, you know, all we got to do is ask. We'll get his cooperation. Yeah, that's that's what they did. They wanted uh, they wanted the the cameras there. They wanted the uh, the FBI where they had some credibility to the images of the FBI going to Mar-a-Lago to prove that Donald Trump was crooked. And all they did was basically make us feel like the FBI is completely completely corrupt. And and that's why so many people who believe the FBI is corrupt. This is Mike Johnson. Uh, I believe this was on Fox talking about the FBI because they went into Mar-a-Lago. They thought that they would have, you know, everybody would uh, breathlessly, uh, uh, and and the mainstream media did, they would breathlessly uh, report this. But Stephen Duantano, who ran the FBI's uh, Washington field office, said in a deposition last week that he and his agents recommended a consent approach. Have government attorneys talk with the former president, turn over the documents. He said higher-ups decided that they wouldn't get cooperation, so they approved the search. They, did they ask? 30 FBI agents swooped into uh, Mar-a-Lago to pour through the former president's home, including a closet of First Lady Melania. They didn't do that with Bob uh, Menendez. They didn't do that with Joe Biden and, and his garage full of classified documents at the Penn Biden Center or his home in Delaware. It's almost like there's a double standard. Oh, yeah, there is. There is. Hunter Biden, however, a a senior FBI agent, said they were stymied by prosecutors who told them to wait, tipped off Mr. Biden's attorneys to the agent's interest. The legal counsel for Hunter Biden was given all kinds of heads up and notices. They worked with them where that wasn't extended to President Trump, according to Jim Jordan. Kind of interesting. This is uh, this is Mike Johnson talking about why Americans don't trust the DOJ. The problem right now, Ainsley, 65% of Americans have a negative view of this Department of Justice. And the reason is because they see every day a politicized Justice Department. They yeah. see a two-tiered system of justice. They see the aggressive prosecution of President Biden's primary political opponent, Donald Trump. And all of his, uh, his uh, uh, affiliates, uh, associates and whatnot for nothing. While at the same time, they see slow walking and special treatment for the president's son. Over the last two years, under Merrick Garland's leadership, remember, you had concerned parents at school board meetings labeled as domestic terrorists. You had conservative Catholics investigated, spied on in their own churches. You you had uh, collusion with big tech. DOJ and the FBI censored and silenced conservatives online. The people don't trust Merrick Garland, and he has a lot to answer for. And he didn't answer any questions last week, by the way. Uh, that was from Mike Johnson's website. Uh, didn't answer any questions last week on Capitol Hill. And this isn't going to end well for the deep state. I, I really do. I mean, you, you, in other countries, they've done this before, and they've been relatively successful in a lot of them. Places like Brazil recently, uh, places like Venezuela. Um, the only problem is those, uh, 
those countries were not the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, the world's leading economy, and a, a country that has had the First and Second Amendments for the last 250 years. So there's that. And, uh, and I believe that uh, the DOJ, the FBI, and all of these federal agents are in for a world of hurt. And it's all going to come down, uh, hopefully, uh, as soon as Donald Trump is reelected president. Yeah, I said that. I know I shouldn't because, you know, I shouldn't play favorites. But uh, there's a reason I do. Uh, let's take a break. I've got a, a bunch of things I need to get to, including the mystery of 50 missing school kids in Cleveland. This is real. This is real. That's coming up. Your phone calls are welcome. The number is 800-922-6680. And this is The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. So for the first time in history, the President of the United States joined a picket line. Joe Biden went to the UAW strike. Not because he cares about the uh, UAW or uh, American manufacturers because, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, touting these EVs as a payback to China. Uh, and, uh, and nobody wants the damn things. And his economy is destroying the lives of people, including UAW members. But here's the president on the picket line with a very light crowd of uh, people who've been fluffed, presumably. Wall Street didn't build the country. The middle class built the country. Yeah. 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 Built the middle class. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. So let's keep going. You deserve sure. what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the middle class is being destroyed by your policies there, jerky. The rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer. And if you don't understand that by now, then uh, you ain't paying attention. Or you're benefiting from this presidency for a number of reasons, presumably because uh, you know you're getting paid off, <laughs> or you're, or you're, you know, working for whatever government agency, whatever. So there you go. And then Donald Trump is going to appear there tomorrow. And the only reason that Joe Biden went there today was because Donald Trump is going there tomorrow. And the only reason why uh, he uh, went there. Uh, instead of going to East Palestine, Ohio, like Trump did, the reason why he didn't try to C-block uh, Donald Trump in, in, uh, in East Palestine, because he doesn't give a crap about East Palestine. Because he knows that uh, the voters in uh, East Palestine vote Republican and vote Trump. So, yeah, let him burn, right? But uh, this one, you know, uh, a lot of the UAW workers are uh, are saying, you know, your policies are destroying the middle class and destroying our lives, and the reason why we're on strike right now is because of your inflation and also your commitment and your forcing of Americans to uh, drive EVs that nobody wants. And, and these, uh, these companies, these big auto companies, getting billions of tax dollars to build these things, and when they build these things, they pay their employees a lot less, and they off outsource a lot of the uh, the work so uh, there you go there you go could keep supporting him uh, unions i mean honestly keep supporting him but donald trump of course he made the choice he said i'm not going to go to the republican debate tomorrow night i'm going to go hang with the uaw and look what joe biden had the, he had the, he had to jump in and, and make his little appearance and, and he'll just end up looking buffoonish by the way because nobody believes him. Hey, I got, a, I got something for you. I got an artist, a new music artist I want you to hear. And I want you to tell me if you know who it is. All right? This is a, uh, a country cover of a song by Tom Petty. All right? I want you to listen to this voice. I'm not a big country music guy. But I was like, this, this is pretty good. Listen to this. Hey, baby. There ain't no easy way 
Underwood. Is that Shania? Shania. That's pretty good, isn't it? Let's, let me hear that again. Listen to her. Listen to it. She got that kind of vocal noodling thing going like she's a trained singer. Hey. That's a pretty good cover. You know who it is? It's Laura Trump. <laughs> Laura Trump, man. Laura Trump uh, won't back down. Is now available for uh, downloads. It was released. Will be released on the 29th of this month. Pre-sales available. Fifty thousand pre-saves and pre-orders already. She decided to do this, and she signed with the same group that got uh, Carrie Lake's hit single "81 Million Votes My Ass." <laughs> which I've played uh, on this show, among others. But that's, uh, that's Laura Trump. And, uh, uh, you know, Tom Petty, apparently when he was alive, they said uh, they didn't want anything to do with Trumps or whatever. And, uh, and uh, Laura Trump decided to do this song. And uh, I think it sounds pretty good. Pretty darn good. They also, uh, the, the media company that did this also brought you uh, Justice for All featuring Donald Trump and the January the 6th Choir. Remember that? Went to number one on iTunes. Pretty cool. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. this song i can't believe that's laura trump that's laura trump singing that song that's i don't know pretty good pretty good i i you know i listen to a lot of classic country you know things like that i listen to a lot of johnny cash and uh and i listen to a lot of new country but like um Coulter Wall and Chris Stapleton, stuff like that, which is uh, kind of a, I don't know, a little bit newer version of country music. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, listen, I think uh, Jim Gossett just did a new song, a country song, a Johnny Cash song about our new gun safety czar, Kamala Harris. They just gave Kamala another phony post. Yeah, borders are. Just like the border. She will be a ghost. Oh, yeah, didn't even We matter. know their real motive. A total band's in play. And so, Kamala, listen up. Don't take my gun away now. Don't even try. Just keep your hands off it. Get the hell out of here. Don't take my gun away. Out of my cold, dead hands. new gun violence office that Sleepy Joe unveiled. Just like everything he's done, it is doomed to fail. It's just a smokescreen, no matter what they say. So listen to me, Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Don't take my gun away, Joe. Don't try, brother. I'm a lawful owner. Yeah, nice try, though. Won't take my gun away. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. 
Yeah, nice guitar work there, Jim. <laughs> That's Jim Gossett. Ah, uh, yeah. A mystery is nearly 50 school children go missing in Cleveland in September. What the hell's going on? I mean, honestly, what the hell is going on? 1,000 have vanished this year in an alarming trend that has left Ohio cops baffled. This is the UK Daily Mail. I've seen this in other places. And I don't know what to think of it. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, uh, didn't we just hear the 1,200 school children are missing in Lahaina, Hawaii, and then that story went away? What, what happened to Lahaina? Lahaina. What happened to it? What was it, 115 people? Oh, really? I don't know. I mean, honestly, you don't know what to believe, right? You don't know what to believe anymore. Because so many people are lying to you. I don't lie. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at lying. I don't like to lie. I don't live lies. For a while I did. You know. <clears throat> no, you'll be fine. You can handle one drink. Get on that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that lie. Number of missing and runaway kids in Ohio for 2023 nearly double of that at states with similar population sparking panic among parents and police who in some towns can't keep up with the number of teenagers running away. Why is this? Is it because California has a uh, transgender policy that allows children to leave their parents without telling them and go there and uh, get their surgery and whatnot without telling them? Is that it? Is that the reason? Is this tied into all the child sex trafficking that's happening because of our open border? The 11,000 unaccompanied minors who are in DHS custody but, but have been farmed out to different agencies around the country and sponsors who cannot be verified and consequently are being sold into sex slavery. Yeah, it's happening. Just because you deny it or just because the newspaper isn't covering it doesn't mean it isn't happening. Same thing happened in World War II with some camps that, uh, that Adolf Hitler had. He made a comparison. Yeah, I'm just telling you, you know. Sometimes the media ignores things that they find uncomfortable. This month alone, 45 children have been reported missing in the Cleveland area. We're going to have to get somebody on from Cleveland to talk about this. They joined the number of 1,072 have been reported since the start of the year. While the majority have been since returned home or been accounted for, cops say many are regular runaways who will likely vanish again. 2022, Ohio had nearly double the number of runaways than states like Georgia, North Carolina, and Illinois. So there are 45 missing minors in the Cleveland area. All of one have been reported missing since September the 1st. Newburgh Heights Police Chief John Malloy says for some reason, 2023, we got a lot more than we normally see, which is troubling in part because we don't know what's going on with some of these kids, whether they're being trafficked or they're involved in gang activity or drugs. Cherise Snowden, whose 15-year-old son, Kishon, is missing said yesterday at a community search forum, it's been over 40 days without my child. I just want him back home. I miss my kid every day. I'm worried. I don't know if he's eating or sleeping. I just want him home. Other missing children include 14-year-old Gideon Hefner, who was last seen on September, September the 12th in American Township, Ohio. Cameron Nicole Golias, 17, last seen in Akron. September 23rd still remains missing. What if this was your kid? What would you be doing right now? 18 or 16-year-old Elijah Hill disappeared September the 20th from Sandusky. Hasn't been seen since. Ileana Graham, 17, vanished from North Canton, Ohio. September 23rd, police have also advised that if located, she should be approached with caution.
Days prior to Graham going missing, Tanoa Tompkins was last seen in Cincinnati on September the 17th wearing a black shirt, black pants, white shoes. Maurice Hamrick, 14. Honesty Howell, 16. Elijah Hill, 16. Chloe Hadley, 17. All disappeared within five days of each other earlier this month also. Similar patterns started in May of this year with as many as 27 children reported missing in the area at the beginning of the month. Malloy emphasized he has never seen such high numbers of missing children in his 33-year career. There is strict criteria for an Amber Alert. Police have, uh, have to reasonably believe there has been an abduction and the child is in imminent danger. Wow. I, I don't know. The, honestly, I, I don't have a theory. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Obviously, trafficking of children is happening in our country. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, our children had been uh, attacked for two years, had their lives ruined by adults who should have known better with regard to all the COVID nonsense. And they were driven nuts. A mental illness among kids has gone through the ceiling, hospitalizations, cutting, suicide attempts, all of this. Our kids are sick. Our kids are sick, and they were hyper-medicated for ADHD and ADD for decades before that, and then COVID. I don't know. I don't know why this attack on our kids. I don't know why. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I'd sure like to, uh, I'd like to figure it out. Hey, I think we need a uh, gender confusion update. Don't you? Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. So, you know, uh, women are under attack in this country. I don't know why. I don't know why the government is suddenly attacking women. I don't know why they're replacing women with men. I don't know why uh, America is accepting men competing with women and destroying their careers. I don't understand why uh, uh, women are being disfavored in favor of men becoming women, like Rachel Levine, who was a middle management failure, essentially, in government before he decided to become a woman, became woman of the year. Leah Thomas was a dude his junior year in college. College, ranked 500th in the country as a swimmer, decides to compete with women, and oddly enough, a guy who's 6'4", with a wingspan of about 7 feet, is able to beat women. We get government agencies who call, uh, he call women chest feeders. Why? Why is this? And why aren't more women really ticked off about this? Because I've been really ticked off it for a really long time, and I'm done with it, to be honest. I'm, I'm very blessed that my daughter is out of high school. My son is out of college. We didn't have to go through all this. My daughter wasn't on a sports team where a dude was able to compete with her and beat her and take her dreams away from her and her scholarships, possibly get her on an on a, on a, a, a Olympic trial or, uh, you know, as part of an uh, All-American, which happened, by the way, the last couple of years with Leah Thomas and others. So on top of all of this, on top of all this madness, I want you to think about this. The United States of America... The United States of America is engaging in some of the things you'd expect to find in a gulag. So Wisconsin is forcing female inmates to share prison with a transgender man who raped his daughter. This is real. I know this is, this is hard to take. I debated whether I should read the details on the air, and there aren't any details beyond that, thank God. 
But Mark Campbell began serving a 34-year sentence in 2007 for raping his daughter. He has since been registered as a violent sex offender. 2013, he began identifying as a woman named Nicole and underwent hormone treatment. The, the Wisconsin Department of Corrections later allowed him to be categorized as female after a series of legal battle, battles. What do you think about this? you got a guy who, who joined the sorority and, and is still a man, grew his hair out, wearing glasses, has been shown in a state of arousal in front of other women in the sorority house, and then when they try to get him kicked out, they get sued. So I mean, you want to talk about a, a dream, a dream for sex offenders? Why is this happening? Why is sex and sexuality being taught to our children? Why are women being subjected to rapists being put into women's prison? What's going on? This doesn't make any sense. The one thing that does make sense is those who are down with this are really sick people. And, and sooner or later, they're going to face judgment on this earth and afterwards. 2016, Campbell sued the Department of Corrections for not allowing him to undergo the procedure, claiming it was an Eighth Amendment violation. By the way, reported on Newsmax this morning, while I was just sitting here, let me get in here, reported on Newsmax, federal court rules, Medicaid-funded sex changes are a constitutional right. What about if you just want to have, have your healthy leg removed? Will that be covered by Medicare? Because you're removing healthy breast tissue, you're removing a healthy penis, why not? You suddenly decide that your right arm is your enemy? Should the government remove that? Should it be your right to do that? Some people do that, by the way, the crazy people. Seriously. As of December 2020, federal judge ruled that Wisconsin must offer Campbell taxpayer-funded transition surgery, move him into a women's prison while awaiting the surgery. So he's going to be a fully functional male, identifying as a woman who just happens to be a convicted rapist and violent sex offender. And the, uh, the Department of Corrections feels that is more important the rights of a child-molesting rapist to go and stay in a cushy women's prison versus a men's prison, regardless of the threat this person obviously poses to the women in this prison. Isn't that just remarkable? U.S. District Judge James Peterson, who should be remembered as a buffoon, even went so far as to argue that Campbell has been in anguish due to his gender dysphoria. I wonder how his daughter feels about that. She was 11 when he raped her. Oh, no, she was 10. Hmm. Hmm. In 2022, the uh, women's prison in Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac, began uh, housing him with female inmates. And uh, in Indiana, an American Civil Liberties Union uh, recently filed a lawsuit on behalf of a convicted child murderer who was refused transgender surgery, which goes to show you that the ACLU is not about civil liberties. The ACLU is purely about politics, as is the NAACP, as are so many left-leaning organizations like this. Let's take a break and come back. Last uh, last um, segment of the radio show. On the way, this is the Rob Carson Show. This is Philip Sace. S-A-Y-C-E. He is the uh, spiritual love child of uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix. 
<laughs> I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I, I've always been a big uh, blues guitar fan uh, and, and just great guitar fans. Steve Vai, Eddie Van Halen, uh, Steve Morris, Gary Moore, the Ingrid A. Malmsteen. I know, I know, I'm kind of a music dude, but I'm going to tell you, Philip Sace is the real deal. When I do do an extended podcast where I feature interviews, and I hope to do that, uh, I want to do an extended interview with Philip Sace because he's amazing. Um, this is Joe Rogan talking about Donald Trump, and uh, I've been kind of saying the same thing for, I don't know, about a year now. No one is going to run against Trump in the Republican side and win because you're not going to get the Trump supporters. They are all in on Trump. Yeah, we're back in 120. Okay. Unless he has a stroke. <laughs> Unless something happens, it's horrible. He, they're all in on Trump. You're, you, if you run against Trump, yeah. you're now the enemy of Trump. If I was friends with DeSantis, I'd be like, don't do it. You can't beat that guy. You just can't. Okay, so that is, uh, that is Joe Rogan. That is Joe Rogan uh, talking about Donald Trump. And I've, I've said before, and uh, and this is this is true, and it will result in being uh, you know echoed throughout the media, and that is that Donald Trump is not a candidate. I said at the very beginning of the race, and nothing against the other candidates, honestly. If you want to watch the debate tomorrow night, watch the debate tomorrow night. I'm not going to watch the debate because I'm off on Thursday, and I'm just going to turn off the computer and everything. So if you if you if you know if you're hoping that uh, you know DeSantis is your candidate, I, you know Godspeed. If you think that it's going to be Haley, feel fine. If it's Chris Christie, honestly, stop smoking so much weed. Asa Hutchinson, again, stop with the weed. All right? But uh, nothing against them. But the Democrat Party and the mainstream media for seven years has invested itself in destroying Donald Trump. And they haven't been able to do it. And so they have made him not a candidate. He is... A movement, and the indictments and the mugshot just made him a folk hero. That's all. And uh, Joe B- or Joe uh, Rogan is saying the same thing. Hey, let's do a uh, a uh, <laughs> who caught the stupid update here? Yeah. Stupid, 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 stupid people, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid as stupid does, Mister Blue. Who caught stupid? So you know when you've been on the planet for a while, you uh, you see a lot of fads come and go and everybody's got an answer for this and everybody's got an answer for that and everybody has a diet for this and everybody has a therapy for that and all of that crap. But I've seen it all. I've seen weight loss, you know, using the cabbage soup and the caveman. I've seen exercise fads that are stupid, the shake weight and all that. But the latest is this new TikTok trend and it's called silent walking. Silent walking. Listen to it. It's something that's never been done before. All right, friends, the newest fascination on TikTok is silent walking. It sounds so nice. <laughs> I know, what Just is it? I could use that right now. Oh, my now. God, yeah. Like it sounds. You take a walk without music, without a phone, no distractions. Wow, that's kind of what everybody in humanity did for thousands of years. Chelsea Edwards is live at Judson Park Chelsea, to tell us more Chelsea's about the trend the and its trend. benefits. Yeah, it oh sounds God, so peaceful, yeah. Chelsea. This is, this is toxic femininity. Yeah, this is what happens when, when society becomes so feminine that it just makes you want to vomit. But you don't want us talking to you. I know, but hey, we got to tell you all about oh, this. Yes. It combines the benefits of exercise, yeah. and meditation, and nature. Yeah. So we've got Laura yeah. Colley here oh with to tell us all. This is great. Let's talk about summer salad recipes next. Oh my God. About it, Laura. Let's get to walking. Absolutely. So what Coming up next on The View. What are some of the benefits of silent walking? 
Well, you know, it's about, it's that mindfulness piece. And mindfulness is simply paying attention, right? So paying attention, I tell people, get where your feet are. Because when we're right here in the present moment, then all the things we might have, like, worried about from the past or the future just kind of can drift away. Because right here in this moment, there's this breeze, right? Like, it's a nice day in here. Wow, wow, imagine that. Just going out and taking a walk is good for you. Surprise, right? I mean, it's stupid, 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 stupid. That is just amazing. I never thought just about that. Stupid. Oh, my God. Stupid is stupid, doesn't yeah, they, they literally are, are suddenly discovering a thing called silent walking, where you just walk, and you don't listen to music, and you don't talk on your phone. It's like, did Kamala Harris come up with this? Did she like, oh my God, I never thought about this. That, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell why we do the who caught the stupid update, and clearly a lot of people are. Yeah, it's, it's also just called walking. Thought you should know. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today. If you get the chance, try some silent walking today. It's when you walk. Yeah, there you go. Uh, make sure to check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.